The first game of my senior year, I'm in great shape. But unfortunately, I broke my foot. I had never been hurt a day in my life. My very first game, I broke my foot. I threw me a pity party. My trainer came to me and says, Walter, we can get you back for the Big Ten season. We can get you back, son. We can get you right back in five weeks. I said, Roger, when I come out of surgery, I want you to take me to the stationary bike, put me on the bike and take my cast to the pedal. But Walter, when you come out of surgery, you're going to be on, on morphine and you won't feel like it. Go back and rest. I said, Roger, I don't have time to rest. Can you do that favor for me? Can you take me to the stationary bike, put me on the bike and take my cast to the pedal? As soon as surgery was over, he carried me to the stationary bike, put me on that bike and he take my cast to the pedal. And I had a customary workout that was symbolic that I don't have time to rest. I had tears in my eyes as I pedaled that bike and I thought to myself, I can't quit. I can't give up. I came back in six weeks. We playing against Ohio State Buckeyes on national TV. They had a guy named Jimmy Jackson at that time. On national TV, me and Jimmy Jackson are going at it. In the first half, I had 15 points, five rebounds, and five assists. And as the first half ran out, I pulled up for my patented baseline jump shot, and I felt my foot break again. I've been trained to follow through. Every day in practice, my coach would say, Walter, shoot it like you own it, baby. Shoot it like it's yours. Even though I felt my foot break, I still followed through. And my last college basketball shot went in all nets because I've been trained to follow through. You have to be disciplined every single day and train yourself to follow through on all your fundamentals and that's how you're going to be successful. You have to do it when you don't feel like it. You have to do it when you feel discouraged. You have to do it when you don't feel healthy. You have to do it when you're under the weather. Every single day, you have to train yourself to focus and commit to your business and follow through. My college career was over. I got offered a job to become a hospital administrator. Two-year program, $75,000 job. And right before I took the job, my daddy called me on the phone. Let me tell you about my daddy. When I was a little boy, my daddy would always pick me up. When he came home from work, he picked me up. When he saw me in the nursery after church, he picked me up. No matter how long he worked, no matter how tired he was, my daddy would always pick me up. So when I had my kids, I would always pick up my kids. When I got home, sometimes I was tired. They have a bottle in one hand, and they just lifted up the other hand, and they knew what daddy was supposed to do. My job was to pick them up. This is a spiritual interaction. When you pick up a child, it is a spiritual transaction. When you pick up a child, you change their perspective. When you pick up a child, all of a sudden they can see the world the way you see it. I don't care what your children have done, there is nothing they can do for you to stop picking them up. Well, my daughter's a drug addict, I don't care, pick her up. My son messes up, I don't care, pick him up. I don't care. You pick them up. That is your job, mama. 
That is your job, daddy. That is your job, grandma. That is your job, granddad. Your number one job is to pick them up and change their perspective. My saddest day, one day, my daddy looked at me and he said, boy, you too big, I can't pick you up anymore. But when he couldn't pick me up physically, he would pick me up emotionally. He would pick me up spiritually. I had a great dad because he would always pick me up. He would always change my perspective. So my daddy called me on the phone, he asked me a question. He said, son, you had a tough year, what's next? I said, dad, I'm gonna be a hospital administrator. He said, not bad, but let me ask you a question, son. Do you believe you're an NBA player? You cannot produce yourself image, son. If you don't think so, go take the job. But if you believe you're an NBA player, go for it. My dad had the self-control and discipline and waited for my answer. And my answer was yes. You're right, Dad. I can't work the rest of my life. But playing in the NBA is a dream. I've had it ever since I was a little boy. He said, go for it, son. I limped back into my coach's office with a cast on my foot. I said, Coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? I asked that question four years in a row with tears in his eyes. He said, son, when I recruited you, I heard you was a mama's boy. But I'm here to tell you, you're just like your daddy. But what, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? He said, do two things you can play in the NBA. Lose 20 pounds or shoot a three-point shot with range, you can play in the NBA. I think you should be a motivational speaker, son, but... If you lose 20 pounds and shoot a three-point shot with range, you can play in the NBA. I lost 20 pounds, and every day I would shoot 500 shots a day, every single day. I got invited to training camp with the Dallas Mavericks, and not only did I make the team, I became the first ever undrafted rookie free agent in the history of the Dallas Mavericks to start opening night. Could you imagine what was going through my mind? I have not started a basketball game since high school. I got to the arena and they dimmed the lights and they put the spotlight right on me. Right through the spotlight, I saw my mom, my dad, and all my brothers and sisters. They surprised me at the game. Then I saw my dad. And I just pumped my fist. And he pumped his fist. And tears streamed down my face. Thank you for all those timeouts. <laughs> Thank you for making sure I was always home when the streetlights came on. Thank you for making sure I could always hear your voice. Thank you for always changing my perspective. I know what it feels like to sit on a bench. I know what it feels like to get knocked down. I know what it feels like to have a hope and a dream. And nobody believes in it but a few people. Go for your dreams. Don't live life with regrets. Go for your dreams. Don't live life with regrets. Go for your dreams. Don't live life with regrets. I could always hear my daddy's voice. You have children, you have grandchildren. Can your children and grandchildren hear your voice? 
I could always hear my daddy's voice. He would say, go out, have a good time, play with your friends, but don't let the street lights beat you home. When I started my motivational speaking business, I called my daddy and said, Daddy, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. He said, son, you think you can be successful at it? I said, yes, sir. You think you can make a lot of money at it? I said, yes, sir. He says, go for it. That's all my daddy said to me was go for it. So when I think about life, when I think about my goals, one thing he did for me as a father is to make sure I was always where I was supposed to be. He would have me write my goals down and he would check in periodically, basically asking me, Walter, where are you supposed to be? Fathers, do you realize how powerful that is? If you ask that question of your kids, what are your goals? What are your future? Who do you want to be when you grow up? And every now and then check in by asking a simple question. Where are you supposed to be? The bell is ringing and I came to ring your bell and ask you the question, Father, where are you supposed to be? And ask that question to your children. Where are you supposed to be? And don't you quit until you're number one. My words of advice are, are really uh, the same words that I spoke on when I was uh, a teenager and I needed money for college and so I entered a speech competition for Rotary International and uh, the, the, the topic that they asked me to speak on was um, do what you believe in and believe in what you do. And even now, 12 years later, uh, when I look around, that's what I strive to do every day. Do what I believe in and believe in what I do. And for everyone out there that has an aspiration to do something, don't let anyone tell you what you can and cannot do. If you've if you got a dream and a goal and a passion to do it, you know, I, I can't tell you the amount of people that told me, like, look, Ryan, stick to, uh, stand behind the synthesizer. Or uh, if you're going to sing, don't try to rap. Or if you rap, don't try to sing. Or if you produce, don't try to be an artist. Or if you if you if you if you're an R&B dude, don't try to go into the 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 rock or alternative side. Or if you don't dance, don't try to dance. Or if you dance, don't uh, you know don't don't decide that you're just going to stay behind the keyboard. Really, for me, uh, I think artistry, the beauty and the joy of artistry, and the beauty of, and the joy of just having the freedoms that we enjoy in life, is that we can pursue anything that we want to pursue, and with the right mix of drive, desire, discipline, and dedication. We can achieve anything that we want to achieve. And so for all y'all out there that have a dream, I encourage you to keep striving, pushing forward towards that dream, and make it happen, man. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, as always, big up and thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through personal development and business. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the slogan. 
bet on yourself. You can't win unless you get in the game and play. Three impact secret value points. Let's get it. Value point number one, follow through. Follow through. Value point number two, do what you believe in and believe in what you do. Do what you believe in and believe in what you do. Value point number three, where are you supposed to be? Where are you supposed to be? Those are all been inspired by Leslie uh, Ryan as well as Walter Bond. Today's episode is entitled Crossroads. Crossroads. Let's jump into today's show. I'm feeling really great right now, and I think we're about to give you that work. Let's do what we do, baby. Hey, family. So glad you locked in. You're joining us here. You know, I was sitting here. Well, okay, I was laying in the bed early this morning and I was thinking as the night before I had made a commitment. Well, actually, I made a decision to get up at 2 a.m. The reason why I wanted to get up early is because I wanted to accomplish everything that I possibly can by packing as much as I can in my day uh, before heading to my full time uh, role. And. As 1.45 a.m. rolled around and then 2 a.m. rolled around, I found myself saying, well, you know, uh, let me sleep a little bit longer. I am a little tired here. Let me just sleep a little bit longer. Finally, um, before it even got close to 2.15, I was still sitting there hitting the snooze button. And there's some training that I'm recently taking, and it said something that really actually pushed me out of bed this time around. And it was the fact that it, it talks about the whole commitment piece. How many times have we made a commitment to ourselves that we are going to do something and then we don't do it as for example, looking at me as a, as an example of saying, you know, I made a decision or a commitment that I wanted to get out at two instead of my normal time of getting up at three or four o'clock in the morning. And as I was laying there, I started asking myself, why am I even getting up this early? What is the whole purpose? What is the impact that is going to do? Is it going to change or make things better for me? And in that moment, I had an aha moment because what I realized is what separates the good from the great or the people that go after their dream versus the people that talk about their dream is they're not just their level of commitment, but the conversations that they have within. See, if you didn't know it or not, if you can't tell by now is that I was stuck at a crossroad family. I was stuck at a crossroad of saying, is this going to work? Is this going to pan out? And by me getting up early and doing all the things that I know that is required of me to do so I can also get some additional items in during before, you know, before my official day starts, will it will this work and how long will I need to do this for? I was I was 
talking myself out of it. And then when I realized I was starting to talk myself out of it, I had to I had to change my uh, approach or I had to change my mindset at a, in a moment and say, no, this has to work. This will work. And how I know it's going to work is the fact that my goals are at stake here. You're like, what do you mean your goals are at stake? You see, my goals are at stake because I really truly understand that in order to be more that I that I've been called to be, I have to give more and giving more means what am I willing to sacrifice? I'm not really big on sacrificing sleep because I really found out that sleep is the root of reason why people do not have this uh, is one of the reasons why you can't have the type of success you want because you're just too tired to accomplish anything. And when I say too tired, meaning when people say, you know, I, you know, I can get two hours of sleep and yeah, you may be able to do that maybe a week, two weeks, month, or maybe a month. I don't know, but eventually it's going to catch up. Eventually you're not going to be driven to do what you want to do because you'll find yourself nodding off. Where am I going with this? What I'm saying family is that a lot of times is that we have to figure out ways and not try and figure out, but figure out ways by experimenting on when we're at that crossroad, when we're at that point where we have to either go right or left. And if we if we go the direction that we were not called to to go towards, we have something that is already waiting there for us, which is disappointment and knowing that what if we would have took a shot or a chance on going right. And then it's not really about the right or left It's about the direction and our approach that you could that you're going to have to you're going to be up against. You see, we I, I remember when. I had a decision to make about going to college. And when I look at a lot of my decisions that have, have, were being made of going to school or, um, or, or making a decision to get a higher d uh, degree, it was all based off of because I was told I couldn't do it. I was told that I wasn't able to do it. And that's why I, I, I always know that when I'm passionate about something and when I really are is hungry for something is because a lot of times I'm I'm is is driven by the fact that I was told that I, I couldn't do it. Now I know this is not this doesn't work for everyone. This is a mindset that uh, I really you know when you I, I aligned with Michael Jordan. If you haven't seen the documentary Last Dance that really put a lot of things in perspective, especially for me, because I always tried to figure out where does this energy come from of when I am being told that I can't do something or when um, a when I'm being negative energy is coming towards my way with regards to people pushing me in a corner and making me feel extremely uncomfortable. And my response is always something more that I didn't even know I had inside of me. I didn't know that I was able to do that. I thought, well, you know, before I would say, well, oh man, you know, I just, I just don't have enough time. But all of a sudden when I am pushed like that, boy, can I find the time? Wow. Can I, wow. Can I dream bigger than what I could have even imagined? And when I start doing that, I always have to find Find something to trigger that emotion and and a lot of times family when we are when we are at that cross where we are searching for our destiny when we are searching for our purpose and and we're just taking a risk after risk and we're like is, is this going to work 
do I believe in what I've been called to do? Ryan Leslie said when he said, do what you believe in and believe in what you do. A lot of times, family, we 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 don't really believe in what we're doing. We're just acting. We don't believe that we're we're, we're meant to do this. Because we have the disadvantage of seeing highlight reels of other people's life that we are inspired by. And we don't understand that there was a struggle for them as well. We don't understand. We don't. Sometimes we forget that they weren't just an overnight success. Like they started from the bottom unless they had a way in by someone that they knew that kind of opened the door for them otherwise you know the the people that i'm inspired by a lot of them have had to take a similar path meaning to trip up or stub their big toe a couple times or even more than a couple times to figure out how do you get this thing going how do you turn your passion into a profit how do you make sure that every day you're you're inspired and that you're not living on a I don't you know living on a feeling of man I hope I feel like doing this today See, I don't care if you like something so much. You may like a you may like the McDonald's fries, but if you're not inspired or that's not really a good analogy. So let's take that back. If you're not if you really don't enjoy what you're doing on a day in and day out. I don't I don't care what feeling you have. It's, it, it won't matter because it won't matter because of the fact of you're not willing to to really go all in, even when you are at a point where you may be exhausted. You may have so many other things on your mind and you haven't learned how to compartmentalize those those various thoughts. So you have to figure out ways to to make sure that whatever you choose to do or whatever you plan on doing, that you don't allow feelings to get in the way of your destiny. I'll say that again. You don't allow feelings to get in the way of your destiny. See, I always thought to myself, when you get into this personal development, when you get into wanting to learn various ways to uh, make money online or uh, take a, you know, take on a new job or, or, you know, or basically leaving your comfort zone. Cause all of these things are leaving your comfort zone and doing something that you weren't used to doing, especially when it comes to personal development, like who, who needs personal development, who needs inspiration. I mean, that, that doesn't work anyway. And I always thought about when I would hear those type of comments or when people would talk about, how they're frustrated about a position or a situation that they're in. And I have to be careful in those conversations because I can, I can fall victim to though, to that, to that situation as well, because I start thinking about all the things that's helped, you know, that's happened to me along this journey of getting even here. And a lot of things I felt like that just wasn't right. That wasn't fair. And I, I don't understand. I, I, I worked harder. Um, I worked harder than anyone else on the team. I, I stayed later than anyone else on the team. Matter of fact, I stayed when I wasn't even getting paid because I was more about bringing value than it was about the actual, the actual money because I, I was enjoying what I was doing, but yet, and still that, because of a decision that was made, I still 
caught wrath or I was still um, I was still put in a position in which I was no longer able to be at that particular role anymore. What am I saying here, family? What I am saying is, is that you must understand where you are supposed to be. And when you understand where you're supposed to be and things happen, you're able to embrace them like, oh, okay. I know you've heard the cliche of saying, well, when one door closes, another one opens. But do you really believe that? Do you really understand that, that when one door closes? And that's why I always say, family, is when you are, when you, especially in these days and times, is that you should really be focusing on going through, you know, taking personal development um, courses or listening to information as well as building a skill set, learning a new skill set or, you know, developing the skill set you currently have because of the fact of it's, it's good to develop the mind, but you also have to be working on something that if something were to happen that you can start, that you can transition. That's why I started working on sales and marketing. I started working on on a learning copy. I started understanding um, different marketing and things of that nature because I felt that besides having the education and all those great things, it still didn't matter if I was unwilling to continue to, un, you know, unlearn things that were not holding any value anymore because times have changed. I mean, me growing up, we had I don't know if you may be familiar with this, but there was a dial up modem. What that means is it was basically you would plug your phone in. And I mean, you would t take a cable cord or not a cable cord, a phone cord and plug it into your computer. And that's how you got Internet and nobody could call you. Funny story. Um, when this change was going on, I remember I was fresh out of college and uh, a lot of people would, you know, Back then, you would have to go to a facility and I mean, like, let's say you're looking for a job in, at a company and fill out an application and everything like that. And when I discovered, you know, about a lot of these companies were going online and applications were online, I was I was I would stay up all night putting in applications in and various applications. And 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 the funny thing about it, my mom would and I would sleep during the day and my mother would one day she she stopped me because, again, uh, <laughs> she was asking me, she was like, what are you doing late at night and why are you not going out and looking for a job? And they were so confused of what I was doing. And she was just like, you know, you need to start looking for a job. And and I was like, Mom, I was like, it's this thing called the Internet. And with the Internet, I don't I don't have to actually go to a physical location to put in an application. I can do it online. And I showed her and she was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Why go to these places and wake, waste gas? And I was I, and, and that was a that was a crossroads for me because of the fact of a lot of people weren't doing that. They were going to the location and filling out an application They were doing the old way or the old the old thinking and i was i've always been that way of wanting to to uh, as i would say buck the system or i was always willing to to expose myself to learning something new and that's how we have to be family we have to always be willing and and, and capable to understand what we've learned 
now, if it's and if it's no longer viable or is no longer good for us now, then we have to be able to unlearn it. I I told you the story of when I was reading the Bruce Lee bio, um, uh, biograph of biography, excuse me, of when he was talking about the sensei and, and a and a student and a student was more or less, you know, trying to explain to the master like, yeah, I learned all this stuff of karate and all of these things. And the master could sense that the only way that I'm going to be able to get through to the student is to help him understand that he must unlearn what he's learned over these years or decades, because if he doesn't, then I won't be able to pour into him this new information. And a lot of times, family, when we are at a crossroads, we have we have to make a tough decision and it's tough. I will be honest with you when I made that tough decision to decide to leave Michigan and move down to Dallas, that was tough because it, it was challenging because a majority of my family was there. And it, and and to make that decision, to make that leap with no promise of no job or anything in place, and then to walk into to the whole situation and like a couple months later, September 11th hit, it was like, man, what should I do? Should I just go back home? And going back to the sensei, when the sensei was was trying to explain this, the guy still, the student still didn't get it. So the sensei said, well, would you have a cup of tea with me? And then he started pouring the tea into the guy's cup. Now watch this. Now watch how this works. So he's pouring and he's pouring and he's pouring and, it's, and it gets to the point where it's overflowing and, it, and he just keeps pouring. And the student says, stop, stop. You're overflowing with too much of the tea. Could you please? stop and he said that's how people are is that more effect and more more or less is that that they if you decide not to unlearn things that are no more no more useful for you on the new journey that you're on you can't take those bad habits those those negative thoughts those false beliefs of what people told you you can't have and you can't be into your new journey you will never be able to go anywhere in life so family i'll wrap it and i'll close with this as you go on to your new journey, your new destiny, there's going to be things that's going to be required of you that wasn't required in your old journey. So leave those things behind you and start looking forward. As we talk about, we use a windshield theory in a rear view mentality when it comes to just glancing back and maybe pulling back from the, the emotions that we had and learn from what we had. But we don't look in the rear view mirror too long because everything is in front of us. I have been your humble host, ED. This has been another Impact Secret Podcast show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, family, I want you to understand there's so much greatness in you. There's so much power in, inside of you. If you make up your mind today, no later than later on today, <laughs> that you're going to go after a dream or a vision that you have, do a little bit at a time. Work on it part time while you're working on whatever else you're working on, because if you don't do it, you you don't want to live with the regret that you never did it. I didn't say try it. I said did it, meaning that you're not dibbling and dabbling. There's nothing wrong with experimenting, but dibbling and dabbling is a whole different thing. We don't want to fall victim to that because we're not victims here. We are victors until next time. Peace.